Welcome and thanks for joining us for this week's encouraging and faith-building message from C3 Topol. For more information about C3 Topol, visit our website c3churchtopol.org.nz. Now for this week's message. Let's go to the Word for a little bit this morning. We're in this great series, Body Unite, and um, I I thought the better option was Avengers Assemble, but maybe there's some copyright or something on that. And uh, Ryan was disappointed because he likes to think of himself as a Thor. And um, I always got called Loki, and I was like, that's so mean. But the latest Avengers, he's kind of on the good team now, so it's all right. The God of Mischief is like, anyway... We've got, have we got a Hulk in the room? No, hopefully not. But uh, what do you night coming together? <laughs> coming together as one and making the majors the majors and making the minors whatever. Leaving the crumbs on the floor and eating what's on the table. So I'm really excited and expectant for what God is wanting to do in our hearts and lives through this mini-series. It's like a, it's like a trilogy. But uh, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna do this together, and I know that God wants, like I was saying just before, He's setting us up to really launch us into 2021, but He's, he's making us strong, and He's making us together, and he's, he's wanting to really build and bind His body into one that, that we may really fly and embrace all that God has uh, for us in the future, and he wants to raise up an army, but first he wants to raise up his generals and his leaders and um, and his commanders and uh, some of a thousand and some of a hundred and some of ten. But he's right now, and I know he's even stirring people in the room. Your hearts for next year. I need to. I need to step up my game. I need to get serving, or I need to get leading, or I don't wait until 2021 to start because then you won't be ready till 2022. Start today. Like this is the day that you have. You don't have tomorrow, but you have today and you're here in church or you're watching online. But uh, Ephesians 3.10, and I touched on this real brief last week and I don't have long, so we'll get as far as we get. Uh, It says this, Through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and the authorities in the heavenly realms. See, the devil's trying to disrupt everything while Jesus is trying to unite everyone. And the and the com- the complexity that the 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 heavenly realms and the and the authorities that are trying to bring disruption into the earth is that they cannot disrupt that which God has established. Because He said, "I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not, will not, cannot prevail against it." So this scripture is is about in the context of Jews and Gentiles coming together in the church. And it was exclusively faith in Yahweh, Jehovah, was exclusively the Jews. It was like their birthright, their inheritance. It was their thing. They were God's chosen people. Then Jesus turns up on the scene and he's like, this is no longer exclusive. 
This is for everybody. And part of this setup, part of this idea is going to display to the world and to the devil that what God has set in motion cannot be stopped. I'm going to bring together people from total polar opposites in life. Not only that, enemies in life and under Christ Jesus, they will become one. And this is a testimony of God's wisdom. God knows what He is doing with the church. The person sitting next to you or the person you meet in the foyer, you might think, how did I get in the same room as this person? God knows what He's doing. It's part of God's wisdom that He can unite us all together from different walks of life, different cultures, different point of views. Yet under Christ Jesus, we become one body. And not a mannequin. You know, they're so realistic these days. You walk past in the shop and you're like, is that actually a naked person? Because I've forgotten to dress one of them. It's ridiculous. I'm like, it doesn't need to be that realistic. They're for clothes. They're not mannequining skin. Let's put clothes on them. But we're not that kind of body. Plastic parts all joined together. The body of Christ is not a robot some mechanical, pre-programmed thing. It is a living organism made up of many members, which is you and I, all connected together by Christ Jesus. And I don't have time to go to all the Scriptures, but we are the body and He is the head and He supplies all the needs. So, and it's the difference kind of, I suppose, between being potted and planted. Like you could have a room full of pot plants and every now and then they're Leaves may touch one another and they'll probably get a, you know, little, little thrill out of it. But essentially there's no connection. They're just all in their little pot. You plant them in a forest, all their roots join together. It's all under the surface. It's all this unseen strength, unseen unity, unseen oneness, unseen spirit of, of we, not spirit of me. And my part to play in the forest is to, is to make sure I'm making all the other trees strong. And, and they all grow together. So when the wind blows, they, they all lean and they all rock together. But under the surface, they've all got each other. And this is us together as the body, woven, lives interconnecting. And there may be trees on the far corner of the, of the forest that you'll never meet or never talk to or never have over for dinner. Yet because under the surface we are family and we are one because we're all connected. Life touching life, touching life, touching life, touching life, touching life, touching life. All woven by God's divine wisdom. Like it's so encouraging for me to know that I'm in the church because of God's divine wisdom. Like it wasn't Mark's good idea. My, my ideas are simply not that fancy. But I'm here and you're here because of God's divine wisdom. And in God's divine wisdom, we are, we are displaying something. Like Carl Rue shared a great scripture out of John 17, I think it was this morning, about Jesus' final prayer. And he's praying before he leaves the earth, God, let them get on. And as they get on, they, they, that will be evidence that you sent me. Let them be unified together. Let the body be united, not fighting each other, not trying to pull each 
pull itself apart, but binding itself together in love. Amos 3.3 says, can two walk together unless they agree to do so? And we need to get the spirit of togetherness. And we do have the spirit of togetherness, but we need to maintain it and grow it and work on it. The manifold wisdom of God is enemies becoming friends. The spirit of togetherness says, my opinion is simply not that important. Because there's something bigger at play called the salvation of humanity. Called the lost brother or the lost sister or the, the lost sheep or that, that friend that, that needs to get planted in the forest. They're struggling along in the fringes of society in a, a little pot and they're root bound and they're, they're malnourished and they, they need to be broken free of that confined and planted in the fertile ground of God's kingdom that they may flourish into their full potential. And we are the ones that help bring them in to the plantation, bring them in to the fold. Maybe there is a bigger plan at work than simply you and I, than my needs being met or your needs being met. Maybe God has something far bigger at work called, you know, saving humanity. And honestly, not to be blunt, but if you've been saved six months, it's just not about you anymore. It's not about you. Church, as Esteban Puente told me, is the only organization that exists for non-members. The church is here for somebody other than you. It exists for the other person, for the person who's not here, for the non-members. This is why church exists. And that they'd come in and they'd feel this together. This They may not be able to put words on it. They'll have no grid of understanding for it, but they will experience the spirit of togetherness, this united community that binds and holds one another together. And God is wanting to set us up, and God is wanting to set you up, but maybe it's your attitude that's letting you down. This body unite thing can, you know, Make people twinge a little bit. We want to maintain our plurality. No, we want to make, we want to know, we should gain our plurality. We want to maintain our, our singularness. We want to maintain our, our unique, unique identity as ourselves. But Jesus Christ said, if you lose that, you'll find something way better. If you lose your life, you will truly find it. If you're prepared to give up the, the single-mindedness and the, the spirit of me and sacrifice it and surrender it for a spirit of we, what will unlock over your life will be extravagant. And, and maybe, maybe you're in the setup, but it's the attitude that's letting you down. Maybe there's a, a, a whole host of heaven around your life that's wanting to, to engage with you and, and set you up and pour heaven into your life. But it's, it's, you're in the setup, but it's your attitude, your judgments, your offenses, your, 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 the things of the past that, are, that you need to let go of that are holding you down. And we, while God's trying to set up you up, your attitude's letting you down. Joyce Meyer said it. The problem's not the problem, it's your attitude to the problem that's the problem. There was a giant, a whole army had one attitude towards the problem, 
one shepherd boy had a totally different attitude to the problem, and he went and killed it. Set an entire nation free because he had a different attitude. God was trying to set up the whole nation. The shepherd boy stepped up to the plate, says, I've got the attitude to match the setup. Reset it. Jesus, in Mark 6 verse 1, I'll turn there quickly. They'll probably get there quicker on the screens. No, the race is on. I can't read the screen. I can hardly read my Bible. Jesus left there and went to his hometown, accompanied by his disciples. When the Sabbath came, he began to teach the synagogue where many heard and were amazed. Where did this man get these things? They asked, what is this wisdom that he's been given? What are these remarkable miracles he is performing? Isn't this the carpenter? Isn't this, this, isn't this Mary's son, the brother of James, Joseph, Judas, sisters, and Simon? And his sisters here with us, and they took offense at him, had a bad attitude towards Jesus. Had a stink attitude. Jesus said to them, a prophet is not without honor except in his own town, among his relatives, in his own home. And he could not do any miracles there except lay his hands on a few sick people and, he, and healed them. He was amazed at their lack of faith. Imagine if that scripture was written about you. Jesus being amazed at how little faith you have. When he's the guy who said all you need is a mustard seed of faith. Like he pitched it so low. Like so low. Like a mustard seed and you can move a mountain. That is what, and he was amazed at their lack of faith. Imagine that. Because they had a bad attitude. God was trying to set them up. Jesus, he had gone to so many other towns. And scriptures say where he went, everyone was healed. Everyone was healed. Every sick person he prayed for was made well. Every demon-possessed person was set free. He comes to his hometown. And they had a bad attitude towards him. And he could do no miracles among them. What? Way to rip off a community, right? Way to rip off Topol if we have a bad attitude towards serving. Way to rip off Topol if we have a bad attitude towards the church. Way to rip off Topol if we have a bad attitude towards one another. Way to rip off our, the potential that God has for us, all that He has on, on offer for us. Because remember, every promise is yes and amen in Christ Jesus. And remember, God has blessed us with every spiritual blessing, past tense. It has taken place. He is setting us up for a move of God like the earth has never seen. And imagine how poor it would be if it was simply just a bad attitude that stopped it from happening. 
God is calling us to unite and band together like never before, to honor one another, to lift one another up, to celebrate one another's strengths, to rejoice with those who rejoice, to mourn with those who mourn and unite together because He is setting us up and through us wanting to set up Topol for the greatest day and Aotearoa that it has ever seen. Let us be those people. Let us be those who have an attitude of gratitude, who have a spirit of togetherness, who have a spirit of we, not a spirit of me. And let us all advance together. Let's all unite together. Forgive one another as God has forgiven you and get on with the job. Let's stand together this morning. Thank you for joining us for this week's podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Have a blessed week.